You're listening to Permission to Shine, the podcast by Sharice Bisram. The Oxford Dictionary describes permission as the action of officially allowing someone to do a particular thing, consent, authorization. What if you were that someone and you gave yourself the permission to be everything you wanted to be and more? No more playing small and accepting less than. You are worthy of the life of your dreams, regardless of what it is that you've been through. And honestly, it's exactly what you've been through that has shaped you into the version of yourself that you are now. Like a diamond, you've endured so much, but instead of breaking, you've become stronger and brighter. And if that's not a reason to shine, then I don't know what is. And if nature can do it, then why the hell can't you? You are brave, you are strong, you are powerful, and you are enough. Hear my call and give yourself the permission to shine because you don't realise how many people are inspired by your light. Like, share, follow, subscribe and listen out for more. Stay tuned. Hi everyone, this is episode 16 and I am so lucky to be joined by Urmi who is in currently in the US or in New York, Canada at the moment? I'm in Canada. Canada amazing so how incredible that you know my little podcast has made it all the way to Canada which is incredible so thank you for being here and yeah I'd love you to just kind of introduce yourself and what your title is in terms of what it is you do. Uh, sure so as you mentioned my name is Urmi I live in Canada I'm actually currently residing in Montreal uh, I work in the financial services industry but I'm also um, many other things I'm a self-published author speaker mentor youtuber uh, blogger and I've, I'm a I have a lot of passions one of them being public speaking and boxing and I'm also a big advocate for women's empowerment yeah amazing and that was kind of why I thought you'd be a great fit because you are a person that does everything you are not just labeled by one thing and you're all about you know again like most of the other guests that I have on here about creating change and doing more with your life um which I love you know uh talk me a little bit through your heritage as well because that was really what excited me the last time around and like where you've lived because I feel like again that makes up your story and who you are Yes, I was uh, born and raised uh, in Italy, and my parents are from Bangladesh. So that's what I always tell people. I, I am Italian by birth and Bengali by blood. So I spent, um, I would say, probably most of my childhood in Italy. I went to school there. I did pretty much all my high school there, and then I moved to Canada then, and did my university here. So I would say, like, all these countries played a role in shaping my identity today. Yeah, I love that. And then that actually relates to your book as well doesn't it exactly that's right yeah so talk, talk us a bit about um why you created the book because I know that that is the reason obviously why I have you on here today so uh, yeah tell the audience a little bit about your upbringing and kind of the obstacles that you faced and you know the reason why you're here right now I guess Yes, so I have so published my first book last year, and it's called Discovering Your Identity, A Rebirth from Interracial Struggle. And basically, I was very much inspired by another writer, actually. There was this Canadian and Pakistani writer who lives in Canada, and I read one of her books, uh, which she also so published, and it's called uh, Confessions of a Brown Girl. So what happened is I read her book then reached out to her because I honestly wanted to thank her for writing that book I just felt like when I read her book I felt very much um, I felt very much 
into her story like I felt like she was telling my story so I asked her like okay what does it take to write a book how did you feel about writing the book and so she gave me I would say more encouragement and a push to write my own book and because there was a lot of struggle that I was going uh, through uh, when I was growing up and there were things that were still like you know playing in my mind that I was like I think I want to let let it out whatever I have inside when it comes to like my own childhood so that's how I came to um to write my own book and basically in my book I make a comparison between uh the Italian side of the culture and the Bengali side I make a comparison and contrast between the two words because one is very South Asian and the other one is like very Western and I grew up in a Western like society but in a household which was mainly South Asian and so I make a comparison between the two words and what it was for me to like not being able to fit in a box basically yeah amazing and I love that because I think um you know a lot of people now are coming forward and embracing their heritage and I think that's something for me that I've always kind of struggled with like where I grew up in Kent um it was a predominantly white area when I was Mm. growing up so for me I felt like I never fit into a box like you just said um I also feel like my body shape being naturally more curvy was never really in style so you know I wasn't fancied or anything like that you know all all of those little things that make up your childhood experience right and your Mm -hmm. teenage experience and then I remember just saying to um as I got older and I started to do like more performance work and things like that and people give me compliments and I was like oh I've always been like the weird brown girl and they're like what no you're not but I think because I'd carried that narrative my whole childhood being like that person that doesn't fit in um I yeah it's funny that isn't it and actually funny enough when I bumped into people from school even the boys in my school they were like oh no you've always been like a decent like looking girl and I was like how funny is that that I just interpreted it because I didn't feel like I fit in I thought other people didn't see me in that space but it was down to my own interpretation of which is crazy isn't it but you know everything I do is all about you know what you see and you build up this case study of okay well I don't fit in because I don't do that or I don't fit in because I don't do that and your universe will constantly mirror it right so then we're caught in this cycle but Tell me a little bit about, you know, that for you, you know, an example of when that was really clear, you know, whether it be, you know, what you had for pack lunch or, you know, what is an example where it's so clear that we can all be like, oh my gosh, I never thought about that in your life where these two heritages kind of clashed. You know what, I... I would say my whole childhood and also my teenagehood, I felt a little bit like the way you felt. Like I felt like I did not fit somewhere and I felt that other people felt the same way because it, because that I felt like the external world saw it this way, that I was not fitting in, that I was not like them. And so this went on for, I'd say, for most of my life. And I was very self-conscious about it. I was self-conscious that when I was around, let's say, the Bengali community, my thoughts were completely different from the whole group of people. And when I was with my Italian friends, I felt like we had we shared the same mentality, but then I couldn't do a lot of the things that they were able to do. And then when I moved to Canada, I started to realize that there were more and more people like me with like mixed backgrounds who you know they're like Canadian born but like they're they have the Bengali heritage or Indian heritage and that's why I started to feel like I was able to assimilate myself a little bit more and and I would say that it was literally a couple of years ago that I think I came to have a conclusion that I embraced both sides or both cultures um literally I would say like 
it was when I was 26 that I came to this conclusion. So it was pretty recent. But before that, I was very self-conscious that I was like not belonging anywhere. People would ask me like, oh, where are you from? But I, I never had a clear answer. Like I honestly didn't know what to answer. And now I still have this issue when it comes to like, when I go to a different country, people ask me, okay, where are you from? I don't know if I should say Italy. I don't know if I should say Bangladesh. I don't know if I should say Canada. And so it's always a struggle because I feel like you can never give give a clear answer of where you're from because everyone is always questioning everything you say and so that was a struggle before I moved to Canada uh, after coming to Canada it was still a struggle but then I just tell people that I am Italian by birth and Bengali by blood and they just have to accept my answer the way it is because I embrace both sides of it equally yeah absolutely I was going to say that to you when you said you didn't know what to say like how you tagline that is like um you know um about being Italian um, and and Bengali, I think that's absolutely okay. You, you know, like, and, and you're right. People do like poke and they ask, but it, I like that inquisitiveness about humans because I think what I found growing up was people would assume, so that people would just assume, you know, where I was from, um, and then judge me on it. Whereas mm-hmm. now people are asking, oh, where is that? Or how? Okay, so whereabouts do do? You, how do your family? Do you know what I mean? So there's lots of questions now, which I prefer rather than the assumption and then being labelled because that's something okay. I can't stand is being a label. So I think, um, and it just adds to that story. I think a lot of people are interested in culture and they want to know more, and I think that's a great thing because we've spent so long about you know, people not really knowing and judging, as I said. So now we're in this space of exploration. I think it's wonderful, you know, that people are interested for one, but two, like you have such a beautiful story of completely different ends of the world that combine you together. And I'm sure, I mean, are you a good cook? Because I feel like with that, that double um, whammy of culture, you must be an incredible chef because there's lots of incredible food you can make, surely. (laughs) I make authentic Italian food. I love eating pasta. So I everything that I make is just Italian I I tend to not to mix it with the Bengali uh like cuisine but there are like my mom she does it she does mix pasta with like Bengali flavors but I just stick to my Italian stuff yeah no I'm very like loyal to that to do (laughs) Italian recipes yeah (laughs) nice but then I guess if your mom makes you some Bengali food you've got that to go to there haven't you so at least you get like a little bit of it when you go I'm sure (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it, it adds flavor and I like how the two things are are combined. I actually love that fusion. Yeah, yeah. nice. I love that so much. So obviously that's been your upbringing. So let's go forward then to kind of you being in Canada now, you know, mm-hmm. as in we've, we've moved from uh, Italy to um, Canada. What, apart from obviously your race and like fitting in, what other struggles did you feel like you found being in that space because I guess um culturally Canada must be different to Italy too right yeah I would say there was a little bit of cultural shock in terms of like little things uh it's so multicultural first of all like the whole like Canadian society is very very multicultural and I was so surprised to see so much diversity because and even then there was a contrast between the Italian culture because in Italy all you see around is very much Italian people immigrants yes we do have a community of immigrants, pe- immigrant people, but it's not as big as in Canada. It's not as diverse as in Canada. Because even when I was going to school in Italy, there were not that many immigrant people. I was probably, we were probably belonging to 1% of the whole population. Like if you had 100 people in a school, you probably had three people that were like 
uh, from immigrant families. And so the first uh, thing that I noticed when I came to Canada was the diversity and how much people are actually very much open and welcoming and friendly. That's one thing that I really, really enjoyed about Canada. Of course, uh, there is the whole situation with the weather, which is still a big struggle for me because living in Italy, growing up in Italy, which is a, such a warm and sunny country, in Canada, we do go struggle with like the weather. The food, of course, is very different. I was so used to eating like uh, Italian food and Bengali food, but here I, ha I think I like, which is a good thing, you know, because I, I feel like I can get to flavor different things. And of course, one thing that I had was that my friends were not just Italian when I moved to Canada. Indeed, that was probably one of the things that I appreciated the most after moving to Canada was the fact that I finally got to learn about different cultures and different people because I had friends from all over the world. I had people from South America. I had people from uh, Vietnam, China. I had people from like Europe. And so this, I feel like in a way I learned, it was a learning process for me because when I was in Italy, my only exposure was just Italian culture. So I feel like I was just exposed to one side of the world, to one particular way of thinking. But when I moved to Canada, I feel like I had, a more broad exposure to different cultures because even my professors uh, were from different countries my friends were from were from different countries and I and I kind of liked that because in a way it made me really really um, rich as a person and even where I work there are people from different cultures so this this is probably one of the things that I appreciate the most of um, of Canada and, it, and I feel like Canada makes you feel like you belong somewhere like you can I feel like it's a it's such a welcoming country that you can call it home because there are people like you with a similar story, uh, with a similar journey. And so that's what I really, really like about Canada. Oh, that's sweet. No, that's really nice. I like that you said about um, like you can call it home because it's so welcoming. I think that's really lovely. And I think we all deserve somewhere that we can call home. So I think that's such a, yeah, beautiful statement to make. And I think, you know, with a lot of the work that I do, I find that, some people can live somewhere their whole life and still not feel at home and feel safe and I think that's really powerful that you know you you went there and you felt that way and I do urge people that are listening that you know if you haven't found that place that feels like home to explore you know I always say that we don't have um roots at the bottom of our feet we're not trees we're not stuck we can get up and move and go and I feel like you know you've had the chance to do that which has been lovely but tell me about your other products that you do obviously the female empowerment stuff is what I'm really interested in how that transition has gone from being in finance to also uh -huh. doing that line of work and then how that connects to you you know as a person like why is that so important to you that you go into this work and that you do this so I would say the reason why I do the work that I do related to females empowerment and gender equality it, it does come from the fact that I grew up in a very gender stereotype uh, culture you know like women are seen a certain way women can do certain things women are not allowed to do this and because I've seen it how it was happening around me how it was happening with me that as I grew up I was like I think I want to change that and so I started to volunteer for different uh, communities for different organizations to change that and also I come from a finance uh, background so that too is very male-dominated industry so unfortunately what happened is uh uh 
you just work around a lot of men and there is no equality it's always very hard for women to to ask for for promotion to advance in their career to have more women in leadership so they work so that literally gave me more like a spark that I feel like I have to do something about it and I feel like I do have that drive in me and so what happened is I started to like uh, connect with other people I started to like find out more organizations so there are couple of them that I volunteer for the first one is called 100 women in finance where I am a mentor for young women who want to work in finance want to study in finance and I just share my own experience my own advice on like what it takes to work uh, in this uh, in this field I am part of another organization called uh, women in leadership so basically there we have events we have Instagram lives we basically do, we promote as much as possible, more and more women in leadership position. We have in-person events, we have online webinars. So like all we do is just empower more women, the whole concept of women empowering other women. And I also volunteer for another organization, which is based in Bangladesh and it's called Speak Up. And basically what this organization does is fight. Uh, it's fight it fights uh, child marriages among basically young girls which is still something that goes on and so I everything that I do is just stems from like my own childhood and how I saw it how it was portrayed to me how I've seen it when I went to Bangladesh how I saw women around me being treated and so and I also sit in the industry so that's why I do the work that I do now yeah nice absolutely and I think that's what's so important isn't it like when you see it around you um and a lot of I guess in in your culture it's almost like women are just expected to accept that aren't they accept that that's the way it is that's how it's always been so we're going to leave it like that when actually I guess for someone like you who's lived in lots of different places around the world who's seen different variations of that um you know you're understanding that it doesn't have to be this way and I think that's great that you are you know making that shift and how how did your family feel about you kind of exploring this like do you feel like you have these conversations do you open that door to them really or not really no no really? no one needs to know what I'm doing <laughs> oh wow okay well that's interesting because I feel like that might be something that you that happens as you get older you know like that kind of like because this is the thing I think with culture is that respect is the most important thing, right? And I and I really get that. And I see it so much in, um, you know, I've I've worked in doing Bollywood for years now and like the girls that I work with and seeing like the traditions and sometimes the boys I work with too, you know, and how they can't approach a family about certain things. And it, it upsets me so much that you can't be your true self. But I understand why. And I think that's a big thing because if you're able to follow your passion and do what's right for you, in the wider world but actually that little part of you has to stay away from that space where it might offend your family for the sake of the love you have for them I do understand it and it does make sense but that must be a challenge right yeah I I understand what you mean about this whole bullet Bollywood thing because I grew up watching Bollywood movies and I've seen how you know, certain things are portrayed, like, you know, the relationship between the son and the daughters with their with their parents and how we're always looking for validation for our parents, for everything that we do, how we shouldn't be doing certain things because of what, what will people say and how it's important to keep the name and the reputation and not disown anyone. Like, I, I totally get it because what will people say? That's a sentence that I kept hearing over and over again and I still mm-hmm. hear it uh, and it's hard and I think it's not just for me but it's hard for other people because I think 
like you said, you're not able to live authentically because you're mm. always looking to, you know, satisfy what the society thinks is right for you. So this is why I feel like some people, they just let go of what the society expects and they just follow their dreams to just live authentically and just they're just being true to themselves. Where other people, I think they're somehow like a victim to this because everything else is so important, the reputation, the family, and, you know, everything like the validation of the family, they just follow it without questioning it and unfortunately I think that's um that's sad because I think we live in a society in an era where things are advancing and progressing and we're not living in the 1950s where things were a little bit more oppressed and I would say the mentality was a little bit more closed but I don't think it just applies to the South Asian community I think it just applies to every communities because I speak to people from other cultures, like Greek cultures, Italian cultures, like back in the days, they were not so different from our own cultures. Mm. I think they were, they somehow evolved, whereas I think us, we're a little bit more stuck. I think there is a slow progression towards things, accepting things, how they are, letting kids being who they want to be, but it's really, really hard, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. No, I get that fully. And I um yeah, I, I I hope that one day, you know, and I, I do I say I hope that one day, I know that slowly that change is being made. I think every time one person starts to speak up, the next one does, the next one does, the next one does. And I do believe that by the time, obviously, your generation, our generation gets to be parents, that whole shift and dynamic will change, you know, and I can mm-hmm. see it so much in England, especially, you know, with my mm-hmm. friends and like some of their relatives and things like that, that they already have gotten so much more open, you know, so I think it's nice to know that the change is happening, like anything, but it's slow, but you know, slow is better than no change, I think, right? Yeah, so I have been to England a couple of times because my parents live in England, and mm. I do feel like, because there is a very big community of South Asian people, but every time I go there, I do feel like a little bit more like oppressed because I just feel like the mentality hasn't evolved too much. Like there is a little bit, but not as much as I see, let's say, in Canada among uh, the whole brown community. But in in the UK, I just feel like things like even my own friends who live there, they told me, yeah, I think people have not really evolved too much when it comes to like accepting things, you know, like things like even simple things such as mixed marriages are like not seen okay from some parents but some people still do it whereas in Canada I think it's a little bit more accepting especially from like our like the South Asian community so I don't know I feel like like it's a bit different depending on where you are but that's how I felt every time I got to UK yeah no I agree with you and I think that's the thing when there's quite a large community of um you know people then they can still keep the culture alive. So it's almost like because it's not dispersed enough and it's all congregated, they're still mm-hmm. living in those same patterns, which, you know, I don't I don't knock. I think if that's what feels right to people to do, then absolutely. I just think we're all here to live our own experience, you know, so if we live in a repressed way, we will never have a full life, you know. So that's mm-hmm. my kind of thing on that. But I feel like I'm a very pri- in a privileged place to be able to say that. So, you know, I absolutely take that as well. I'm like, you know, I'm not in a situation where my family have any um like closed-minded issues, you know, like everyone's mm-hmm. very open and, you know, and even if they wasn't, I'm very much just a rebellion person that I, you know, I've always had to lead by example, you know, like any time something's been taboo or a little bit off, I've just done it anyway on my own accord. And then after they're like, oh, it wasn't that bad then? then no, no, it wasn't. So then that gives people kind of the, 
the hope, I guess, that it's not as bad as it seemed, you know, being a dancer and all of that. Everyone was like, oh, you can't be a dancer, no. And then when yeah. I did it, they were all like, oh, that's cool. And then now I've got, you know, younger cousins that are doing dance and, you know, family friends that are really into dance. And I feel like, I mean, I don't think they're doing it because of me, but I definitely feel like I inspired and opened that door, you know, whereas if, you know, with, if you never have anyone that goes before you, you never know it's possible for you. And I yeah. think that's something great. And I think that's great for you. I think you're probably doing that for your family without realizing it, you know. Yeah. So when part. I was growing up, I wish I had someone that was a little bit older than me, someone that I could look up to who like could pave the way for me, mm-hmm. but I did not have that. Unfortunately, I, I did not have that. And so that's where I come in that I'm like, I think I want to pave the way for other people much younger than me. So it's like a little bit like you said, like once you open that door, everyone else will follow. And mm-hmm. I think I've, I do see it too. It's like you just need one person to do something to break the cycle and then everyone else will follow. And then what we felt like was so like outrageously wrong, it actually will feel normal. Yes, people will talk about it initially and you might have you know a lot of backlash but then eventually no one will have anything to talk about and this will be normal and accepting so it's it, it's just that one step that we have to take and whether it's yeah. me or you or other people but it's really literally like opening that door and letting other people to follow you a hundred percent and that's like, like you know everything that I do as I say that I'm being the person that I know I needed when I was this age and it's lovely mm-hmm. to hear that you feel the same which is just mm-hmm. a wonderful wonderful thing and I guess that comes into like I guess in your life when do you feel like it was a point where you were like I need to do something about this when was that permission to shine moment for you in your life like the real moment that you were like no not I'm not following that sorry like what when was that I I don't think there was like an exact moment but it was something that was always like in my mind like I I I I would say that I would speak to my friends and be like I think I want to do these things I think I want to like achieve all these things but I would just talk about it but nothing concrete would happen and I feel like there was this like fire in me that I just wanted to do so many things you know and then I think I got very much inspired by other uh like celebrities like I very much like uh you know Megan Markle she is an inspiration for me because she's a feminist she does a lot of things for women's empowerment I would see like uh, Priyanka Chopra doing a lot of humanitarian work for instance or I would see other Bollywood celebrities like giving back to the communities and I feel like in a way I could feel the same way because you know we are all South Asian and not make our mouth of course but you know I could see that they're giving back they're doing humanitarian work and in a way, I felt like I was not able to do this in my own community where I was living because I felt like I, I had to travel to give back. And then the mm-hmm. more I would speak about it to friends, to mentors, uh, uh, to people at work, the more I was like, I think I'm getting a clear idea of where I can go and how I can utilize the tools available in uh, with me right now to give back. And so I would say it, I didn't have an exact calling. It just happened one day that I was like, I'm going to start with one thing and see where that goes. And then following that, there was other things. So I'm using like different tools, you know, like, mm. you know, blogging, YouTube, my book, podcasting, uh, doing connections with other people. So I'm using all that to see if I can make an impact and inspire other people. And I feel like it's working because not only... I was able to touch people's life in Canada, but I feel like it did expand more globally. So I'm glad of that because I don't need to be a celebrity to do all these things. I can Mm. still do it in my own home, you know? Absolutely. (laughs) Well done you. And I think um, for me, you know, just from my line of work and just hearing your 
way of that you've done it it's almost like I always talk about everyone has this little spark this little burning mm-hmm. flame inside of them and I feel like you've just listened to it as you've yeah. and you, it's gotten brighter and brighter and brighter the more you've listened to it and that could be your intuition like you said it could be your burning desire it could be your passion it's just that something we all have and we can't really put our finger on it what exactly it is but it's that something and I feel like that's your inner flame that that inner fire so that's so lovely to hear and know that that's yeah always been something that you've been called to and called for and I think we all have a calling you know and I don't think everyone listens to it and I think that's a really important part of you know just why you're doing what you're doing and that's what I like to hear you know that 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 why why are you doing that for sure yeah and I think like having open and honest communication with people that you trust I think they do bring you to the right path or they Mm -hmm. guide you to to get into this particular path to reach to your destination because I'm lucky enough to have people around me that are very encouraging and uplifting me and I think we need everyone needs that I think if you're like hanging out with the wrong people you will always do the wrong things and but I was lucky enough to have people that you know I call them a friender which is a combination of friend and mentor together because they really helped me to like be what I'm supposed to be and even now they're always like cheering for me and they want me to keep doing the things that I do and so this is it has been good like I didn't have people like telling me no don't do this it's bad and you know why do you want to do this I think it's important to have the right circle of people around you who will be there supporting you and encouraging you and I think it's important to have people from different backgrounds too because they can get to share different perspectives and experiences with you so that's very very important I would say yeah that's such a beautiful insight as well and I'm so happy that you had that because I think um yeah there's been times in my life where I haven't but generally I feel like I've had a really good group of friends but I feel like I'm the friend tour so if, you know even today <laughs> I had a friend say to me I'll put an invoice in for you at the end of the month because of that that just being able to like be there and support people in that way but that's my gift as a friend you know that I get to do that which I love and equally I've got friends in my life that are the same so yeah you're so right and that's what I teach you know we're a mirror of our universe so the energy that we mm. put out is what we surround mm. ourselves with and you know if, if you aren't achieving what you want to achieve it's well always worth looking at what your circle doing like I said um to a young lad actually the other day I was um like a young guy that a lad is obviously the British term uh, but he um, <laughs> yeah you're like who um he he was asking me about manifestation which is something uh-huh. I do and he said to me um so if I wanted to manifest how would I go about it and I was just telling him all these different ways and I said to him if you want to be a millionaire surround yourself with millionaires I was like because the vibration and the energy will lift you up I was like you don't want to be the most successful person in the room you want to be equal to or under so then you're always inspired to keep moving forward and inspired by their advice their actions you know and all of these things now we don't all want to be millionaires you know let's you know that's not important but we want to be in a circle where we're respected appreciated where it's that mutual and that's really important, I think, a part of being human, especially in those situations like, you know, for yourself and myself, where we felt outsiders, it's so nice to find like tribe, you know, and I think that's really yes. what we are, isn't it? We're tribal beings. So we need that that tribal element of belonging, which I think is really nice about, you know, there's, there must be that, that theme to this episode of like you finding belonging in all of your culture, you know, and everything you are. And yeah, it's nice. It's nice to have that. 
Yeah, and to tie back to what you said, I was actually listening to a podcast yesterday um, about manifestation. I also believe in that, actually, because since I started to manifest things, I feel like things are happening. But there was one in particular about destination, like reaching goals. And one of the things they were saying that you should never have a fixed destination, but rather have it have more like a flexible destination meaning that when you reach something don't stop there but keep working mm. towards something else you know so it was it was beautiful because i feel like it it relates to what you said is that you always want to keep improving you always want to keep learning you always want to mm. keep growing because once you reach something and you reach that you're like okay i don't have nothing else to work for but rather to be more like open to like different options and be flexible enough that you can keep going and like you reach the endless basically and so I I felt like that was beautiful yeah no absolutely that is that constantly expanding you know that we get to and I I always say that you're um nothing grows in your comfort zone so it's like you know when you get to that manifestation how can you grow more how can you bloom more how can you blossom more absolutely that and it's the ebb and flow life isn't it you know all of my journey and everything I speak about is the healing you know that overcoming trauma and those kinds of things and I think um well ebb and flow constantly throughout our lives but what I know for sure is it's a balance always as well say by balance it's the harmony of you'll have high highs you'll have low lows but equally if you can find an equilibrium within that that's where the beautiful stuff is right because if you didn't have low enough lows the highs would never feel as sweet so I feel like that's all part of it yeah and I like I like that you mentioned about this thing because my name means uh, wave, you know. Oh, so, I love that. Yeah, so it means wave, and that's how I like to like think of of my life that it has a lot of ups and downs, but eventually it reaches you know a stable point. And I do like the fact that waves are very strong, so that's how I like to think of myself being a, mm. as like a strong woman who's able to like you know fight back at at anything. And my name also. Uh, it means wave and you know the actress who plays uh, Wonder Woman Gal Gadot her name means wave and the thing is I didn't know her name meant wave and and I always liked her like I love the actress I love that character and I was like that's it it's meant to be something so I also think of myself as Wonder Woman so I I I like all these connections yeah yeah I'm so into that I love that for sure like my um, (laughs) name recently I found that and it's always happened throughout my life. And it was only one day that I clicked and I was like, oh my gosh, like, why have I never seen that before? So whenever I type my name into something new or anyone else types my name in, it always auto corrects to She Rises. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, isn't it? And I was like, so nice. there we go. Always that's meant it. to rise. There you that's go. It. Yeah. So this is it. We, it was it was chosen for us, wasn't it? These, these pathways it. of helping yes. and healing and all those beautiful things. Oh, that's so lovely. Um, so I guess, you know, for someone that's listening that maybe feels like they've been an outsider or they felt lost or not like they fit in, like what would be your kind of like tips for anyone that could get themselves out of feeling that way? Or, you know, what would be your advice? So I'm going to share this thing that uh, one of my closest friends used to tell me, which is there is no right or wrong way of living your life. You just pave your own life. And I totally relate to it. I feel like, unfortunately, we live in a society where we perform to fit in, but we don't actually try to be our own selves. Mm. I grew up thinking that I was never fitting in a box, but all I had to do was just to create my own box. And so that would be my tip. Like when you're not fitting in, you just make your own seat. You create the seat at the table. You create your own box and everything else will just come in place. 
Yeah, I completely agree with you. And I think that's really been my whole ethos, even down to quite recently, like I did an in-person event and that was the real, I guess, intention for it was that I was done trying to fit at someone else's table, like molding mm-hmm. myself to, mm-hmm. to be acceptable or, you know, to be what people wanted me to be. And I thought, you know what, I'm just going to make my own table. I'm just going to start my own thing and just oh, go for it. And I feel like I've always been that rogue person that's like, oh, I'm going to do it my way. They're like, okay, I'll see you there. I'll see you on the other side. Yeah, yeah, I'll get there when I get there, you know. And, it, you know, in some form of a way, I'll be there. And sometimes I'm waiting for people in this energetic space of being like, oh, you decided to join me, did you? And then, you know, Brene Brown talks about, um being in the arena being in it you know like doing what you said you were going to do and like being vulnerable that vulnerable action and I think that's really a testament to really my life now I would say this whole journey that I've gone on with this you know the mental health and dance combined that really has um been that real vulnerable action but so soul and heart-led and I think that's the space isn't it sometimes life needs to feel uncomfortable and we get so used to it feeling comfortable that we think comfortable is how it should feel but actually that's not where like we said that's not where the growth is that's not where the life of your dreams is is the comfort zone is is the hold back that's the deceit isn't it yeah so I'm gonna say something that you just mentioned you know about this whole thing being in an arena that's exactly how I feel too because and also about being uncomfortable with the comfortable so I am all about that and every chance that I have a like a chance every moment that I have a chance to do something outside of my comfort zone I do it and so I actually recently well recently I have been doing boxing for quite some time or Muay Thai and and I like that whole feeling of like being somewhere where it's just me being outside of my comfort zone being in an arena because you're there fighting with people and I love that I love that because I like having that 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 identity of a fighter of a boxer you know fighting back and I just feel like it just helps to build your personality to shape your identity and I think that's um, that's a great way of seeing things like Mm. you have your own arena and it's just you the spotlight is you basically yeah no I love that what is your star sign Leo (laughs) Yeah, I thought it. I thought it. I just knew I'm a Leo too. I can sense oh, that's them. That's it. That's it. Yeah. I, I was like, when you were talking about fire and passion and strength, I was like, yep, she's a Leo. And I don't like to go in and say, you're a Leo, aren't you? But yeah, I definitely um, which, I resonate. Uh, which day is your birthday? The 22nd oh? of August. Okay. 19th. Huh? I'm 19th. I'm 19th. Oh, wow. Okay. There you go. So we're so close. Um, and I then <laughs> but my my sun sign and my rising are Leo. So I'm just like, and then all of my planets in my first house are like, everything is in Leo, basically. Oh. I'm just the most Leo-ish person you'll probably ever meet. <laughs> no, but I love it. So nice. It's the passion, isn't it? You know, like, like you said, that passion, that drive, determination. And I think for me, I've lived so much in the shadow side of it where it's been ego and like, toxic strength that now I feel this balance where I'm now accepting love and opening my heart and being compassionate which is all part of Leo nature as well so I feel like um definitely the first half of my life has been the struggle to get to now this authentic genuine strength Mm -hmm. of like pure love you know Mm um yeah I mean I don't know if you feel the same I'm not sure but I'm I guess that you have always had that drive which has been great you know yeah, I always had that drive, but I like the thing that you said about Leo's. I feel like I unconsciously meet 
Leos, but I do not know they're Leo. So all my mm. best friends happen to be Leo and it wasn't oh on gosh. purpose. Yeah, it wasn't on purpose. There you go. That's it. The vibe attraction tribe. That's, That's strengthening them. And you know what I find? I've got a lot of cancer friends. And mm, I think too. it's, yeah, and I, I, that's the other side of Leo is that warm heartedness, that compassion, that loving energy. Um, so that's funny, isn't it, that? I love that so much. And people are always like, oh, yeah, here she goes, astrology. But there's so much to it for me that they just connects and makes sense. About me. They say the same thing, here she goes with the Leo thing. I'm like, it's true, though. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I think these these things that we have to identify ourselves and know ourselves deeper, there's nothing wrong with that, you know. And I think it's hard because there's a lot of tarnishing, isn't there, around, you know, um, astrology and it being over like used and like one size fits all and I think that's what people mm-hmm. get the disclaimer mm-hmm. is of why they don't like it but I think for me that the real deep connection to it is the um fact that you can just know and yourself more and other mm-hmm. people which I love and I think at yeah. times where we've probably both felt like we didn't belong or we felt outside or not a hundred percent I guess the astrology just gives you that the answers doesn't it to what maybe it is that you are longing for or lost with or yeah all of that stuff but mm-hmm. yeah thank you for yeah your beautiful <laughs> insights then or everything you've said I, I like to um leave the episode with like a soul to soul message so I always say based on the episode if someone was listening maybe your younger self or another version of you like what in your heart do you feel like you need that person to know I would say the only opinion that matters is yours mm. Yeah, I agree. Here, here. I second that. I think that too. And you know what? I think we get so scared to follow that opinion of our own because yeah. we're if we go wrong or if it, if it messes up, you know, but that's when you learn. You know, it's either my thing is either a lesson or a blessing. It's, it's either or. The thing is, it's not even it feels wrong. It, it almost feels like it's not conforming to other people's mm. opinion. And that's when you start to question, am I normal that I'm not thinking the same way? And that's how I used to feel until yeah. I was like, no, actually my opinion matters and my opinion is probably the most important thing. Yeah. So, yeah. A hundred percent that. And if you feel it inside of you, like we said, this little fire, this burning desire, if you feel like you know you're right in a situation or it's the right thing to do that's probably the best way to word it if it feels like it's the right thing to do for you even if it's Mm -hmm. scary even Mm -hmm. if it might defy what people want from you if you feel like it's right go for it that's it yeah that's it that's it yeah no thank you so much for coming (laughs) on and where can people find you um social media website where, where can we find you so I have a blog, it's called myways.ca. I have a YouTube channel called Urmi Hussain. I have a LinkedIn profile called Urmi Hussain. My book is available on Amazon. It's called Discover Your Identity, A Rebirth from Interational Struggle. And I have an Instagram account called Urmi Mia. Yay, amazing. <laughs> so I'll pop, if you send me all of your links over, I'll pop them in the, the notes for everyone who's listening. But yeah, thank you so much for coming on and just sharing your story your experience and like who you are um yeah really beautiful conversation with you today and um yeah I hope you enjoy the rest of your day and thank you for being here thank you Sharice Bizram inner power activation leader for women if you are ready to up level to elevate to ignite your inner flame to burn everything you once were to trailblaze into your future into all of your manifestations and more then head to my website to book a free 30-minute alignment call. 
I have one-to-one containers available for 90 days and 180 days. I also have an online program for six weeks. It's a group program for women called Permission to Shine. That's also available as a self-study as well. I have a journal available on Etsy as well as worksheets. There's multiple ways to work with me and I'm here to help you. You deserve to shine to be the most amazing, most confident, fearless version of yourself. What are you waiting for?